0: Hey, podcast listeners, before we get started, if the IRS is freaking you out right now and you want to do something about it, you can call me at 833-243-5455 and set up a free 30-minute consultation or log on to WatkinsPodcast.com. I've got a short letter on that no frills page. It'll take you about 90 seconds to read. And if you like what I'm saying, you might want to consider becoming a client. And if not, hey, no big deal. Keep listening and subscribe to this podcast so you can keep hearing the free content on how you can fix your tax problem today. So if you owe the IRS, you may have noticed that they have been pretty active lately filing a bunch of liens. And this is the IRS's way of letting the world know that you have a tax problem. These liens are also pretty nasty if you're trying to sell your home or refi to a lower interest rate. It's a pretty extreme measure at the IRS and it means they want all the money that you owe them and they want it right now. But there are a few things you can do to get these things lifted short of paying everything that you owe right now. For example, if you owe less than $25,000, a tax professional may be able to get these lifted in about 90 days. If you owe more than $25,000, there are things like the IRS's Offer and Compromise Settlement Program that gets them off once they accept that. Now, we've helped thousands of taxpayers in an IRS mess, so we can probably help you out here too. We can help you out in all 50 states. So if you have a tax problem, I again encourage you to call me at 833 243 5455 or log on to watkinspodcast.com and set up a time there to talk to one of our tax experts about getting some help today. Now, back to your podcast. IRS problems are scary, but they don't have to be. Travis Watkins has been helping troubled taxpayers with customized plans to To negotiate negotiate with the IRS IRS and stop immediate immediate threats to their livelihood so they can get a good night's sleep again since 1999. Now, here's Travis. Today, we're talking about six different ways that you can pay back the IRS if you don't have all the money right now to pay them back. And what I'm talking about there is the IRS's installment agreement program. And as I mentioned, there are six of them. And so let's just get right at it and take a look at them right now. Here are the IRS installment agreement. When I say IA, I'm talking about installment agreement advantages with the IRS. Um, first of all, in most cases, collection is going to stop while they consider the request and during the term of the installment agreement itself. It is a contract between the taxpayer and the Internal Revenue Service, so they're bound by it. What you get is a uh, some relief from their collection efforts, not only while the thing is, is um In effect during the term but also once you make it which can be very important if you've got for instance a revenue officer breathing down your neck wanting all the money right now if you fill out a good faith installment agreement request it's going to stop the IRS collection bus while the request is being considered by the IRS so very important advantage there also an advantage, the said that we've talked about over the course of some of these videos, the collection statute expiration date or statute of limitations of the IRS, as we say in the layman's world, that will continue to run against the IRS. Remember, there's a 10-year statute of limitations. They've got 10 years to come after you, after you uh, have filed and, and the tax has been assessed, of course. And they can come after you for that time. And once that period stops, then uh, the IRS is, as we say, SOL. Uh, they can't come after you anymore after that. So a, a installment agreement is great with the IRS because that CSET is going to keep going and going and going while you pay back the IRS. And then um, once that's over, then it's over. There are some disadvantages to the installment agreement. I feel it's fair to at least explore the other side of the coin here with you on uh, installment agreements because you know the IRS thinks, or, or they'll even say, that um, it's their preferred method. You know, if you can't pay at all, then get into an installment agreement. And they kind of act like it's the easiest thing in the world to get into them. Uh, they don't always explain to you what the disadvantages to that may be, and here's a few of them: penalties and interest continue to run against the taxpayer while you're in an installment agreement. I know that that sounds harsh, but th- that is a big misconception among a lot of taxpayers: is that hey, I'm I've done something now, so shouldn't this just stop running while I'm? Um, Paying you back, IRS, and, and the answer to that is a is a no. The penalties and the interest will continue to run against you while you're in that agreement. Also, additional liabilities will default or breach the agreement. And then it's harder to get an agreement with them, you know, down the road if you if you want to do it again. And what we're talking about here is let's say that you get into an installment agreement for tax years 2014 through 17. Well, when 2018 comes due uh, and you don't pay that 2018 if you have a a liability, then that's going to breach the 2014 through 2017 installment agreement because um, that's a contract for a specific term and it has to reach all the liabilities that are out there. And when the new one pops up, that obviously isn't within the terms of the agreement. They say you've breached it, and uh, sorry, collection can start up once again. The other disadvantage, and other disadvantage, is that the federal tax lien that may have been filed against you will stay on in most circumstances while you're paying the agreed installment plan with the IRS. And that's a big misconception that some folks have too, is that, hey, shouldn't all uh, shouldn't all collection being stopped include uh, liens? And liens are an involuntary type of of collection action I always say that the IRS has. In other words, liens just hang out there on your property conceptually doing nothing until you go to, say, liquidate your home or try to refinance it. Then they become a very active part of the collection process. Those are going to stay on your property or on you personally while you pay out your installment agreement. So that's a disadvantage. All right, let's talk about the different types of installment agreements themselves. First of all, guaranteed installment agreement. And this one's a good one because no financials are necessary. You don't have to go hat in hand and bring a bunch of financial documentation with you for this guaranteed type of installment agreement and here's what is required for that. First, you must owe less than $10,000 to get a streamlined or a guaranteed streamlined installment with the IRS. You filed and paid on time for the last five years. In other words, there's no other installment agreements that you've had over the course of the last five years. So you're otherwise a a diligent tax filer and payer for the last five years. And the requested streamline guarantee will pay your balance in 36 months, three years or less. All right, so if those things are present, um, then you can get this guaranteed where you don't have to, uh, produce a whole bunch of financial documentation. If you're asking for one of these, if you fit the mold for one of those require for all those requirements, don't use IRS Form 9465, we'll talk about that here in just a minute. That's the installment agreement request form. You call the number on your most recent IRS notice, tell them that you qualify, they'll go through all those things with you and verify that, and then you can uh, pay off that $10,000 or less under... Uh, 36 months and your gold. All right, number two, second type of installment agreement: direct debit installment agreement with uh, lien release. And this is a great one because um, a lot of folks that want to ha- have a, a installment agreement um, either hesitate or, or think that they're facing that problem that the lien is going to stay on them while they pay this thing off even so why get in one um, and and the answer is because of this type of installment agreement will actually release the lien and this is a fairly new creature with the with the IRS it's only been around for I'd say the last five years but it's a pretty helpful one. it's for liabilities under twenty five thousand dollars where a notice of federal tax lien has been filed by the IRS. Again, it's for debts under $25,000 only. And a lot of times this can be done uh, quite strategically with taxpayers. Let's say you've got a anything over $25,000 in tax liabilities. You can pay down your tax liabilities to uh, $24,999 conceptually and get into this deal. So you might come with some money or assets up front to get down under that threshold there and not have to do a whole bunch of documentation, collection information statements, financials to get into this type. And it also has the ability to As I mentioned, get rid of the federal tax lien that may be hanging out there. You set it up on this Form 9465, and I'll show you that here in a second. That's the installment agreement request with the IRS, and um, you're going to want to look under Section 13. If you want to make payments by direct debit from your checking account, see the instructions and fill in lines 13A and B that has the routing number for your bank and your bank's account number. So, they're going to want to see this actual form, 9465, um, certainly filled out uh, to that extent there and um, you turn that in with your request. So you set it up on uh, Form 9465. You also turn in Form 12277. And that's a lien release form. And I'll show you that one here. Let me switch back to 12277. 12277, excuse me. Application for withdrawal of filed Form 668Y which is the notice of federal tax lien. And you'll see there in section 11, request for reason for requesting withdrawal of the filed notice of federal tax lien, check the appropriate boxes. It is that the second one here, the taxpayer entered into an installment agreement to satisfy the liability for which the lien was imposed. And the agreement did not provide for a notice of federal tax lien to be filed. This actually, you'd be checking this sub box here. The taxpayer is under a direct debit installment agreement. That's the 9465 section 13 form, there. Okay, sorry, I kind of told you wrong there. It's you want to check the taxpayer is under a direct debit installment agreement. All right to be clear on that. And that gets filed at the same time as that 94.65. It's got to be signed. You have to have three monthly direct debits go out and then the 12277 will go into effect releasing the lien. And um, that's a pretty great development in installment agreement uh, procedure here with the IRS. Now, people ask me, well, can't I just hurry ahead and make the three monthly direct debits uh, all at once <laughs> and leapfrog straight into the lien release? And that's a fair question. And the answer is no. It has to be three actual monthly direct debits. They got to see that it's actually going to start coming out uh, before they give you the benefit of releasing the lien, okay? hey podcast quick interruption here have you been up at 2 a.m worrying about your irs problem again lately you know irs problems have a way of ruining all aspects of your life they take a toll on you financially physically and emotionally you can never really forget about them as they come back every morning when you wake up it's time to call travis watkins tax resolution and accounting firm right now and start sleeping again tonight Travis Watkins Tax will talk to the IRS for you and help you get the best deal available for your unique situation with the IRS, with programs like the Fresh Start Initiative and the IRS's offer in compromise. Call me at 833-243-5455 and set up a free 30-minute consultation or log on to watkinspodcast.com. I've got a short letter on that no-frills page. It'll take you about 90 seconds to read. And if you like what I'm saying, you might want to consider becoming a client. And if not, no big deal. Just keep listening and subscribe to this podcast so you can keep hearing the free content that we offer on how you can fix your tax problem today. Now, if you call us in the next 30 minutes, we'll also send you our free confidential insider report, How to End IRS Problems Forever. That number again is 833-243-5455 or log on to watkinspodcast.com. Now, back to your podcast. Third type of installment agreement, the 120-day pseudo, I call it installment agreement. And we've talked a little bit about this one before when we were talking about different types of federal tax liens and how you might get them um, paid off or subordinated Um, We alluded to it in that process. Here's what the IRS instructions to the installment agreement form 9465 say about it. If you can pay the full amount you owe within 120 days, you can avoid paying the fee to set up an installment agreement. You can apply for a short-term payment plan. If you can pay in full within 120 days by using the online payment agreement OPA application at irs.gov backslash OPA or call the IRS at 800 829 1040. Okay, that's just a simple all that is just saying you call them, you say, I'm gonna, I don't have the money, I'm gonna have the money to pay it all within 120 days. So be cool, don't file a tax lien on me, don't levy me. Don't try to seize my property. And generally speaking, they're gonna give you that 120 days if you can convince them that there's actually gonna be money coming in, either through some sort of a windfall or something like that to uh, get them paid within 120 days. So that's the pseudo 120 day payment plan. Next type is the streamlined installment agreement, also known as the $50,000 loan from the IRS. If your balance due isn't more than $50,000, you can apply online for a payment plan instead of filing Form 9465. So you get to do it online. You don't have to submit that 9465. To do that, go to irs.gov backslash OPA. If you establish your installment agreement using the online payment agreement application, the user fee that you pay will be lower than it would be otherwise. That's a great thing to bring up here. Also, there are application user fees involved in setting up really any type of installment agreement with the IRS and you can look those up on the 9465 form themselves. They're not huge backbreakers. If you are essentially destitute, um, you can ask for a waiver of the user fees in that process as well. All right, Streamline IA, here's the details. 72 month, six year maximum is the maximum term that they would allow on this. So if you owe less than $50,000 and you can pay that in 72 equal, 72 or less equal, monthly installments there, then you can get a streamlined installment agreement. You don't have to submit a collection information statement. That's the Form 433 that we've been over here uh, over the last few days. The collection information statement is not required in most circumstances. Instead, they'll make you do this Form 433-F. That's like a streamlined version, the short form of the the big form 433, you know, essentially profit and loss financials that you'd have to do with every other type of relief request with the IRS to show them what your reasonable collection potential is. If you remember that deal, which is essentially what are your unencumbered assets? What's the value of them? And then what's your net disposable income? In other words, your income minus the expenses that you are allowed by the IRS all right so you don't have to do the long form all right uh, next type of installment agreement is the complex installment agreement and really the IRS doesn't call it that it's just something that that I use to kind of uh, juxtapose it I guess that's a big fancy lawyer word for uh, show you the difference between the streamlined under $50,000 type of installment agreement, and anything over $50,000, I consider it to be the complex installment agreement. As I mentioned, for debts over $50,000, you have to use the 433 Collection Information Statement, the longer one, the Form 433-A, and B, if you own a... uh, large enough business, you'll also be doing a collection information statement form 433B for the company. So those are required for this type of installment agreement. You do use form 9465. That's the installment agreement form that we looked at just a minute ago. And one cool thing here, you do use actual expenses here. We did talk about different types of national standard type expenses in other words geographically set type of expenses that the irs would allow and and a lot of times when you're trying to get a settlement for instance with the irs they're going to be looking at those pretty closely and not let you really exceed those national standards unless you can provide them a really good reason why you need to exceed the national standards On those things you can use actual expenses in other words if it it goes way over the national standards um, you've got a much better shot in a installment agreement request than you would if you're asking the IRS to give you some type of a deal some type of a settlement they're going to really look closely at that they look in theory less close at your actual expenses in the environment that you're asking them just to pay it all back to them via a installment agreement with the IRS. You do have to make sure you attach your your proof of actual expenses, your bills, etc., and that goes just right along with the um, the 9465 installment agreement request itself, or you may have to fax it in to them if you're doing this over the phone, for instance, with the um, the IRS's automated collection systems. Those are the people on the phone that you would be talking to to set up a, an installment agreement. They'll want to see actual proof. They may give you a couple more days to come up with it too, depending on what your uh, the, the temperature of your uh, tax problem is. So be aware of that. You mail. Certified uh, to this address, and this is the address that you would be sending it to if you are a straight 1040 taxpayer only. In other words, you don't have you don't file a Schedule C, E, or F. Those are typically just wage earner taxpayers. You're going to send your installment agreement request to Department of the Treasury, Internal Revenue Service, Stop P4 five thousand Kansas City, Missouri six four nine 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 dash O. All right. If you are a ten forty taxpayer with a Schedule C, E or F, that's typically folks that have small businesses that they're filing business expenses on C, or they have real estate holdings for instance. You know, Typically, these, you would know if you're a Schedule C, E, or F person. You mail yours, certified, to Department of the Treasury Internal Revenue Service, PO Box 69, Stop 811, Memphis, Tennessee, 38101-0069, all right? Next and final type of installment agreement with the IRS is the partial pay installment agreement. And this is a nifty one. I love this, this installment agreement. Um, it's, it's requirement at its basis terms is that you have at least $10,000 in IRS liability. And here's the overarching concept for getting one is that the taxpayer does not have sufficient assets, net disposable income also, to pay within the said In other words, the collection statute expiration date. That's the statute of limitations. So what this is we're going to, going to require is that you go back and watch that video that we did about how do you find out if if the IRS is ever SOL on you and how to get the transcripts that, that show the last day that the IRS can come after you. And that type of transcript is the M-F-O-L-T, the IMFOLT transcript that shows you last C said, in other words, the the final drop dead date that the IRS has to come after you to collect a debt. So in in and you break that down to monthly terms. So if you only have $50 in net disposable income at the end of every month according to your form 433 a collection information statement and you only have let's say 12 months left on the collection statute expiration date uh, you take that fifty dollars times the 12 remaining months and your your installment agreement the most that you you would be able to pay the IRS over the course of time that they have to collect it would be six hundred dollars And so you could very well end up paying $600 for a, you know, $20,000 tax debt. And that does happen quite a bit. We just did one that we talked about in the uh, Daily Oklahoman for a guy that he was getting ready to be married. And right before they were gonna walk down the aisle, his wife said, you better get this tax problem fixed. And that was almost the exact scenario there. He he had somewhere around $50, I think, of net disposable income, no assets, and over $20,000 worth of tax debt with a very short statute of limitations on it. While he was a swinging bachelor, he never <laughs> addressed the issue. And so we settled the whole case, or got him into a partial pay installment agreement for very little. It's not really based on how much you owe. It's how much you can pay within the CSED. All right? In my experience, the partial pay installment agreement is easier than an offer and compromise, OIC, but harder than regular installment agreements to get. I don't know why that is. It's mainly because the IRS is basically getting left holding the bag typically for some sometimes substantial amount of tax because they haven't adequately in full collected and therefore the statute of limitations is going to cause some amount of tax debt to just fall off the face of the earth. However, getting some money is better than getting no money. So the IRS does understand that concept to some extent and allows for the partial pay installment agreement. You do use Form 9465. That's the installment agreement request form. On that, and you just put in your net disposable income in there, and and how long the statute's going to last, and uh, you say I'm going to pay fifty dollars, you know, um, till the statute falls off, and that's how it how how the dialogue starts to obtain a partial pay installment agreement.